Today I am giving you a reflection from a book titled Early Christian Writings and um, page 24 there is the um, information on the sinfulness of jealousy. Line 5, paragraph 1. And you know what's really astounding about this writing from 50 years ago holds true and rock solid to today's society. So there's nothing new under the sun, my brothers and sisters. Men of the baser rose up against their betters. The ramble against the respectable. Folly against wisdom. Youth against elders. All righteousness, all peace is at an end. In Polish, we use the word truth and it's stated like this, pravda. Everywhere men are renouncing the fear of God. The eye of faith has grown dim. Instead of following the commandments and living and being citizens of Christ, each one walks after the desires of his or her own heart. All have fallen back into the horrid sin of envy, the sin that brought death to the world. It seems oh so familiar, these words, as I watch society, as I hear what's going on behind the scenes. The map of St. Ignatius of Antioch begins in Syria, Tarsus, Philomenia, Laodicea, Philadelphia, Sardis, Smyrna, Tralles, Traus, Philippi, and he skipped the route to Ephesus, Athens, Crete, and Cyprus. My next reference is from A Dictionary of the Saints, 1980, copyright John J. Delancey. This is what he had to say about one of the most important bishops of Rome. Clement is mentioned fourth after Peter, Linus, Anacletus, most reliable bishops of Rome. Clement was baptized by St. Peter, succeeded Cletus as Pope in 91, was exiled to Crimea by Emperor Trojan, labored zealously for preaching the faith among presbyters, I'm sorry, prisoners in the mines. There he was condemned to death and thrown into the sea with an anchor around his neck. Miraculously though, during a low tide, revealed a marble chapel containing his body. And that reference came from the Book of Popes, Volume 1, A Concise Biographical History. Clement 
it's agreed by scholars, was among the author of a letter to the Corinthians in which he rebuked them for a schism that broken out in their church. An outstanding document of early church and significant as an instance of the Bishop of Rome interviewing authoritatively as preeminent authority in the affairs of another apostolic church to settle a dispute in the first century. The first epistle of Clement offers these headings. The Corinthians previous good record, sinfulness of jealousy, it's never too late, exemplary obedience of saints, appeal to renounce obstinacy and schism, humbly of Christ and the saints, harmony and competitive are lessons which nature itself teaches us. There are no grounds for doubting the resurrection, exhortation to the amendment of life. Faith, however, must be accompanied by works, unity and cooperation for the common good, church liturgy and hierarchy are of divine intervention and must be respected. Opposition to God's ministers is impious. The blessedness of Christian love, the final appeal, liturgical intercession, epilogue and postscript. Overwhelming to say the least. There's so much to read. Peter, St. Peter, Rome's first bishop, crucified at the foot of Vatican Hill. 64th century during reign of Emperor Nero. Excavations under St. Peter's Basilica unearthed is believed to be the tomb. Bones found are still under intensive study. The feast day of St. Peter is June 29th. The next important bishop is Linus. 76th century, native of Tuscany, succeeded St. Peter as Pope in the 67th century, from 67 to 79th century. St. Irenaeus said, Linus mentioned by St. Paul in 2 Timothy 4.21, and that he was consecrated bishop by St. Paul. His feast day is September 23rd, and this is what was said. Do you do your best to come before winter, Ibu Lus sends greetings to you, as do Pudeo and Linus and Claudia and all brethren. Anacletus, 79th century to the 91st century. Until the reform in 1960, the Roman liturgy celebrated two popes, Anacletus, which feast day was on the 13th of July, and Cletus, the 26th of April. Today, only one feast is kept, St. Cletus. They are understandably identical, though whether we should speak of Anacletus with St. Irenaeus or Cletus with Roman liturgy and its concern is uncertain. I did very extensively try to research Anacletus and I didn't find much more information than that from the Book of the Popes. Next is Cletus, century 2091. Roman elected Pope in 76, second successor of St. Peter, suffered martyrdom in Rome during the persecution of the Christians by Emperor Diocletian. 
he is known by the Greek name given Anacletus. April 26 is his feast day. St. Ignatius of Antioch has written seven authentic letters and they were preserved by the epistle of St. Ignatius, preserved by Polycarp Initiative, translated in Armenian and Coptic language. In Ephesians 9, the significance of Ignatius sees in silence, the abyss that drowns in silence in some later Gnostic system, the ultimate origin from which everything proceeds. For Ignatius, silence is where Jesus, the word comes, Magnesians 8, the silence that characterizes his life is its creative source and the indispensable quality of those who seek to understand. Ignatius the martyr, the church remembers, expressed within the church the Jewish enthusiasm for martyrdom, writing exultantly to the Christians of Rome, I am his God's wheat, ground fine by the lion's teeth to be made purest bread for Christ, Romans 4. Again, overwhelming information that I'm sharing with you of the early Christian writings. There's so much here to uh, reflect upon. I would dare to say that they had it difficult, the bishops back then. And I believe today our bishops have it difficult as well. The, the difficulty in trying to share the faith when so very few want to hear about the faith. And so many of us have chosen to live a life that doesn't include God. And I think at some point, most people have forgotten God along the way, whether they forgot him after they made the sacraments or during the sacraments, or they forgot him totally throughout their lifetime. I think it's important that we continue to study and we continue to delve deeper into the truths of the faith. And most importantly, the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, that we pray to him daily from our heart, that prayerful life, that intimacy, that trust, that one-on-one -on -one with God, you will never read about in a book because that is Jesus living in you right now. However, I feel very strongly as a Catholic woman that we have to continually bring the faith to the forefront for those who want to learn, who those who believe, for those that died and left us a legacy, it is our chance to build upon that legacy. Will we die as martyrs, as they did, as Clement did, with an anchor around his neck, fallen to the bottom of the sea? I don't know. But we do live in those kind of times, and we have always lived in those kind of times. People are constantly being killed against their will. 
So reflect upon these beautiful readings that I shared, these beautiful writings, and ask the Lord to reveal to you his personal message of truth and take that truth to the next level. And that's the whole reason for this podcast. This podcast is not to overwhelm you. This podcast is to bring an awareness to you, my brothers and sisters, to maybe look into one thing that I mentioned today. It could be one saint. It could be all the saints that I mentioned today, all the four bishops, you know, Reflect upon your own sinfulness, your own nature, your own jealousy. Pick one thing, just like you would do in Lexio Divina, and then focus on that and delve into that a little deeper and understand whatever it is, the message that God is trying to reveal to you today. And that's what I tried to do with this podcast. I tried to bring myself to the next level of growth in knowing my faith history. We have to know our history in order to share it with someone else. And this is why I take the time every day to delve into the beautiful faith that God gave us. I pray that today you are inspired, whether it's just listening to the podcast or going to the next step in learning more and living your life that God gave you in its fullness and its entirety and really understanding your soul's needs and your body's needs but having a very healthy balance between the two. And I know when we give God everything, he takes care of the rest. So my brothers and sisters, trust in Jesus. Trust in the truth. Don't let anything come before Jesus in your life. It'll be the biggest mistake, the longest haul of suffering, not having him. Trust in him, pray to him, believe in him, and he will carry you throughout the rest of your journey. God bless you.